guys, just give me another one minute. There's an echo, right? Uh, from you. Yeah, for me, yeah. So let me just sort it now. I think it's a Zoom issue, so I'm going to close it now, and then we'll come in just now. Um. So, what, are you closing the Zoom and then coming back? Yes. Yes. Okay. So we just wait and we'll bring us back in. Yeah. Um.
Winning. Are we winning? Good evening and welcome to episode 384 of the Private Property Podcast. I'm your host, Uzamandungwa Kumalo. It's the Monday edition of the Private Property Podcast. And if you join us for the first time, welcome to the family. You tuned in to the leading property podcast in South Africa, catering to your property needs. Remember to go to our Facebook or YouTube page to catch up with all the great episodes that you've already missed out on. And to all our regular viewers at home, whether you're watching us on Facebook, on YouTube, or on Instagram, welcome to it. You know how we do every single weekday. You and I have an appointment uh, at 7 p.m. where, of course, I'm always in conversation with a property expert who helps us navigate our property journey. And it doesn't matter where you are on your property journey. We're certainly here to make sure that you get the best insight, trends, knowledge uh, that you need in order to make better property decisions. And talking about making better property decisions... I'm never alone. You can, of course, tune into the great shows that we have right here across Private Properties' social media pages every single weekday at 8 p.m. It is a Monday, so you can catch Chad on the Home Shoppers Show, and you can catch him again uh, later on in the week on Fridays at the same time. And Tuesdays and Thursdays, Zumbali Noko brings you the farming podcast, tackling all things agriculture. And Wednesdays, Esti Clarkson brings you the first-time home buyers show. So do make sure that you tune in to the rest of the team every single weekday at 8 p.m. and also go to our Facebook page where we're running an incredible competition we'll be giving away 500 rands in cash every single evening and all you have to do to stand a chance of walking away with that cash prize is to share with us some of the great property knowledge and advice that you've picked up while watching the show and you have to make sure that if you've entered you're watching us live so that when we call your name you can certainly uh, you know, drop us a text in order to claim your prize. If I remember the prize money should be sitting. Uh, what is it sitting at, Bill? My colleague's going to bring it up. I'm not sure where it's sitting at a 1,500. I can't remember if on Friday uh, we got our winner, but he'll certainly bring it up. And that's, of course, what you can look forward to later on on the show. So do make sure that you stay tuned. You can find myself at Zamadouma underscore on Twitter as well as on Instagram. Well, we're kicking off Monday. Look Looking at why agents should insist on a written mandate. So you're probably wondering, okay, what, what is a mandate? Uh, and this is something that's very applicable, especially to people who are looking to sell their property. You want to make sure that you, you know, have a full understanding of what mandates are, the benefits of you know, a mandate, and why an agent that uh, you approach may want you to have one in place. And to help us get a good sense of what this is all about, I'm joined this evening by Danielle Creel, who's a Senior Associate at KM Ramudige and Associates. Danielle, good evening and thank you so much for joining us on the show. Hi, good evening. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure. And I think, you know, let's start with 
what is a mandate, right? Because I think this is one of those things that uh, oftentimes people just wouldn't know. Um, I was even saying to you off air, because so many of us don't sell our properties uh, as often as we typically buy a property. So when we talk about a a mandate, uh, what exactly are we talking about? So in as simple terms as possible, a mandate is a direction from one party to another party to attend to something on their behalf. So in the in the property space, um, the mandate is between the seller and the agent for the agent to sell the property on behalf of the seller. So it's a written, it should be a written agreement between the parties, and it should stipulate a few things. Um, one being the length of the of the contract. So generally it's 90 days because that's about the time that it takes to to fairly market a property. Um, then it would include the selling price. Um, it would also include the commission rate. And then it would include any other relevant terms that are required between the parties. So the mandate is the direction from me to you to do what I need you to do, which is sell my property. Mm-hmm. I, I do want to say to our viewers at home, I know that we seem to be having a bit of a technical um, you know, challenge behind the scenes. I see some people struggling to uh, reach us on, uh, or have struggled rather initially to reach us on Facebook, but we're now on. We do apologize for that. Uh, there's something about Monday and you know the tech gremlins, but we are indeed uh, now live across all the platforms. Thank you so much for your patience. And of course, dropping us the text to say, hey, and this morning, where are we? Uh, we certainly are here and of course uh, kick-starting our Monday edition of that property conversation. Now, Danielle, I think when we look at um, you know, a, a prospective seller who is in the market for an estate agent, before they sign a mandate with somebody, perhaps also just explain the different kinds of mandates because you know, sometimes you get to your know, sole mandate or an exclusive mandate. Perhaps just take us through some of the different kinds of mandates and what they effectively mean. Sure. Um, so you get four types of mandates. The first is an open mandate, which is a listing of the property with multiple agents. Um, and any one of them could sell the property. And the one who gets the buyer first is the one who gets paid the commission. So that's an open mandate. Then you get a dual mandate where you've got two agents working on the property to sell it, and they split the commission. Then you get a sole mandate which is one agent only, and they are the only ones then who has the right to market and sell the property. Something to remember with the sole mandate, though, is that you as the owner potentially could sell the property yourself, but you need to be mindful of the wording of the agreement because if it has anything that says that the the agent has a um, sole right or a sole a mandate and it specifically has those words in it, then it's not a sole mandate, it's a sole and exclusive mandate, which means they are exclusively allowed to market and sell that property. So those are the four types, open, dual, sole, and sole and exclusive. And I mean, I think, Danielle, when we look at those four different types of mandates and we've got a seller who you know, has never sold their property, how can they best kind of determine what kind of mandate uh, would 
best suit their needs? What kind of things should a prospective seller be thinking through before deciding on the kind of mandate that they want to sign with either you know, one agent or, of course, multiple ones in the event of an open mandate? Yeah. So in the industry, it's widely regarded um, as the best option to go with a sole mandate. The reason for that is often with a dual mandate or a open mandate, you've got more than one agent working on the property. So they're not potentially putting in as much effort as they could or spending as much of their marketing budget uh, or advertising budget as they could because they're not the sole uh, agent. So generally it is accepted or it's advised that you should go with a sole mandate. You can have a more effective um, um, effort and attempts at, at selling the property. You are going to pay commission only once. Um, there is a possibility with other with the other types of mandates where there could be commission paid to more than one agent. Plus, with a sole mandate, you've got a fixed rate. Um, yeah, you'll get a comp comprehensive and good quality service from a sole mandate versus a open mandate. Um, and there's most importantly with a sole mandate, there's a lot of accountability and safety in that. Mm. You've got an agreement with one person, you know what to expect, they know what to expect from you. Everything is in writing because sole mandates must be in writing, whereas other types of mandates don't have to be. Um, and you've got that safety net like you do with any contract. This is a real contractual relationship, um, a serious one because you're selling a property and you want to have that safety net in place. So advisable would be a sole or a sole and exclusive mandate. I am this evening in conversation with Danielle Creel, who's a senior associate at KM Ramudike and Associates. We're looking at why agents should insist on a written mandate. And I can already see some of the love that we're getting on our Facebook page uh, from our viewers at home, Menzi Butelezi, uh, watching Gosofumelo, Abeta Albertine, uh, Happiness Malulega, Farana Siddiqui. I see you watching and dropping those green hearts. I absolutely do love the love. Keep it coming. Uh, I want us to go for a quick break and see who the lucky winner of that cash prize. I see my colleague had put up. It's 1,500 rand. If I saw uh, properly on the screen, that is up for grabs. Remember, if you call your name, you have to drop us a message in order to claim your prize. Let's see who this evening's lucky winner is. And the lucky winner this evening is Utabo Pala. Utabo Pala, congratulations to you walking away with that 1,500 rands in our daily competition right here on the Private Property Podcast with myself, Uzamantunga Kumalo. As we continue our conversation uh, with Danielle Creel, but I want to go through some comments 
uh, as we run this competition of some of the entrants uh, that some of you at home have already sent through. Remember to go to the, to the pinned post on our Facebook page and share with us some of the great property insight and knowledge that you've picked up. And that's how you stand a chance of walking away with that cash prize. We've got Uruz and Zwan saying, I just love the Home Shoppers show. Every time I watch the show, I remember MTV Cribs. Chad is doing an awesome job. Hashtag USPC rules. Thank you so much, the chat, um, uh, Rose. I know that Chad certainly does appreciate that. And of course, you can catch him later on this evening at 8 p.m. And um, we've also got U Cosmas Mube, who says, investing in property is a wise move in one's lifetime. Going for such needs, uh, professional advice um, that free of, that's free of charge. And um, thank you to private property. And Unolivuyo Quinina says that property is the best investment. And when buying a property, you must not deposit the money into the seller's account. You must involve lawyers. Of course, that's a very big one. Never, never, never uh, put money in the middle of a property transaction uh, to even the agent's account or the seller's account. There are transferring attorneys that are there uh, and they've got uh, a trust account that is, of course, got uh, fidelity cover. So should anything happen, you know that you're not going to lose out on your money. I've got a comment here coming through from Tiatu Munyai saying, according to the Code of Conduct of the State Agency Affairs Board, an open can be verbal. Um, and I think that's what Danielle had said, that uh, you know, typically the sole mandate is one that's written. Uh, the sole and exclusive mandate, that's the one that you write down. But an, an open mandate um, certainly can be verbal. And Danielle, I mean, when we look at, um, you know, we highlighted earlier on that oftentimes, a, a, you know, a mandate would typically last about 90 days. What happens in the event where you've given an exclusive and sole mandate you know, to an agent and you, as a seller and, and the wording of it is such that really whoever becomes um, or whoever finds the property uh, the agent is going to get commission from it. So really, as the as the seller, you shouldn't be trying to solicit, uh, you know, a buyer by yourself. But what happens if in that ninety day period, you as a, as a seller, you somehow find your own, um, you know, buyer and somehow want to uh, no longer honor the you know the contract that you essentially entered into? Um, what what kind of steps or what would typically happen in situations like that? Okay, so in a situation like that, um, the seller is essentially revoking the mandate. So they've given you this sole mandate, please sell my property. And now they've either found their own buyer with a sole mandate. Remember, I said you that is an option as long as the wording of the, of the mandate allows that. Um, in which case, this, the, 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 the finding of a new buyer would terminate that agreement. Um, if, for example, the, the agent isn't doing their job or that you're unhappy with the type of buyers that they're bringing you, the co- it's too low, the selling prices that uh, or the, the offers are too low, then you can revoke your mandate and you can say, I no longer want you to sell this property for me. But you must bear in mind that the contract that you've signed, the mandate, is king, as with any other contract. So if there are clauses there with relation with regards to terminating and there may be some kind of damages payable, um, you need to just bear that in mind. But it is possible to do and it's not an unusual thing. 
Mm-hmm. And I think when, I mean, do you find that sometimes sellers want to even backtrack, for instance, uh, when it comes to the commission? Because what I've, what I've found, what I've seen, and it's not as common, because I mean, we know that by the time uh, an agent has found you know, the uh, potential buyer, uh, conveyances have already gotten um, you know, in place, they would have seen the contract that you signed, so they know how much provision to make uh, for the estate agent in terms of the proceeds of the sale of that particular property. Uh, but have there been instances where sometimes a, a seller then wants to, let's say the um, the, the rate, was, the commission rate was you know, sitting at 7% and they suddenly want to decrease it to you know less than that. Are there instances where uh, sellers have wanted to do something like that? Look, I'm sure they want to, <laughs> but once you sign that mandate, and that's one of the benefits of a sole um, mandate or a sole and exclusive mandate, is the commission is fixed. Mm. So if, it's, if you've agreed to 5% or 7% or whatever it is, that is what the agent is going to make out of the sale. If you want to adjust that or change that in any way, you have two options. The one is that you, if you can get the agency to agree to it, you can obviously have that change for the original amendment to the agreement. In the, the other way is to breach the agreement, basically, and with that, which is not uh, advisable, you open yourself up to damages. Um, the agreement is there for a reason, and you need to stick to it. So if you want to make a change, it's either by agreement, or you are going to breach that agreement and then you open yourself up to damages. Mm. And I think you know, one of the things that we need to always be mindful of uh, is you don't want to you know, backtrack on your contractual obligations uh, at all. I mean, you even say it uh, from you know, when you sign your offer to purchase that you don't want to find yourself changing your mind. And so as much as we emphasize from the you know, purchaser side that by the time you sign that OTP, you need to be very clear that this is indeed a property that you, you, know, you want and you're not going to suddenly try to backtrack. Similarly to you know, the seller, you can't want to change the terms of you know, a contract that you've now entered into um, because, as you say, there certainly are repercussions. And, and I think it's also just I think, poor form as, as, a, you know, as, a, as, a, as a seller to be doing such because you, we tend to find that by then an agent has actually put in the work. Uh, it has already listed your property. And so you wanted to kind of backtrack if anything is, uh, can often be, uh, you know, to almost the, the agent working um, backwards. I want to come back with a comment here coming through from uh, Tian Tumunyai saying, if the seller decides not to sell the property, can he cancel the sole mandate without having to pay damage? So you put it on the market and you as the seller decide, I actually, uh, I, I, I don't, I'm, I'm not, I actually don't want to sell anymore. Um, are there any, you know, monies that the seller would, well, former seller in this context, would have to pay? So the seller can revoke that mandate at any time and decide I don't want to sell property and take it off the market. There would probably be, uh, most likely, there would be some sort of clause in, in the mandate. If you do that, then you may be prepared for some of the advertising costs and the marketing costs that have already gone into it. 
So it will depend where in the process you have decided to revert. For example, the seller, the agent is about to find a, a, a seller they, they've marketed, they've advertised and had an open house. They've put a lot of effort into it. Then obviously there is some um, financial restrictions. But if you're at the you know, apologies, yeah. I, I, I'm sorry to, to interrupt you. The sound that we're getting from your side um, is very distorted for some reason uh, towards the tail end of the, the conversation. I know that uh, I'm slightly struggling to, to hear you, and I know that the viewers will probably uh, also be struggling to hear you. Um, I want to see if we're able to get just the last comment uh, from you in terms of the last tip for our sellers in particular, because I think agents know what they're doing. This is their day-to-day -day, uh, you know, role. Just one final tip for the viewers at home when it comes to uh, mandates and working with their agent. Sorry, I, I'm actually backing to you as well. Um, but what I was saying is that if you're going to uh, revoke your mandate, just bear in mind that there may be some costs that will be involved with that depending on when in the process you decide to revert. And unfortunately, we're going to have to look there. Uh, I'm so glad that the, that last sentence, we actually were able to get it in, but really having a bit of a bad connection there with Danielle at the tail end of our conversation. Uh, but I know we'll definitely have her back on the show in the future. Danielle, thank you so much for joining us this evening on the Private Property Podcast. And that is Danielle Creel, who's a senior associate at KM Ramudike and Associates, wrapping up the Monday edition, Tech Gremlins and All, uh, of the Private Property Podcast with myself, as I'm Kumala. That's how we started, right? So many of us in Joburg uh, this morning woke up with no water. I'm very lucky we actually still have water, but I know that many people, unfortunately, did not have water remember to turn off your giza uh, don't use the water in the giza and then leave your giza on that's a very 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 big health hazard you're also going to probably burn your giza uh, when the water comes back so do make sure that you do that and we're going to wrap this up i'll be back on your screens tomorrow evening hopefully the tech uh, guards are going to be on our side we're not going to have any issues but i leave you in the capable hands of chad with the home shopper show at 8 p.m from myself as I'm Kumalo, I'll be back tomorrow. And my colleague has just alerted me. We unfortunately do not have a claim of the 1,500 rands, meaning that we've got a rollover and 2,000 rands is up for grabs tomorrow. Well, that's it for myself as I'm I'm back again tomorrow. And of course, do have yourselves a great evening. Hope you're staying home and staying safe.